It's in the game. Yeah! Jabari Davis. Oh, man, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me, Randy. No problem, man. Welcome back. I know you're all the way in sunny California or stormy California, the way you were describing to me before the show, but uh, welcome back, my man. Oh, man, I appreciate it. I'm actually out. Remember, I'm out in the desert now. I'm out in Arizona now, uh, oh. but, it, but it is stormy all of a sudden. Okay, so when, when did you make the move to uh, Arizona, man? Uh, you know what? Uh, just after the, I guess, you know, right around March, May, or no, March, like April, um, made the move and finally settling in. Got through the summer, so I guess I survived. <laughs> I know, man. It could be a 115, 120, and, and, and oh, you know, yeah. that could be the low in Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah. Thankfully, I'm not, I'm not in Phoenix. I'm in Tucson, okay. uh, so it's a little bit cooler, but it, it, look, it. 110 is just as bad. 112, <laughs> not too much relief when oh, it, you yeah. know when, when it gets over 110. Definitely, um, you can find Jabari Davis on Twitter at Jabari Davis NBA. He is the co-host of Hot Takes and Shot Fakes podcast with Josh Eberly on Hoop Mag and Hoop.NBA.com. So, talk about real quick this podcast you do with Josh. I think it's once a week. Uh, they can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes, and I assume it's basically just basketball material, right? Yeah, it's mainly basketball. Um, Josh is a great guy. Uh, you, you can find him on Twitter, you know, at Josh underscore Everly as well. You know, the show, you, know, you can find it at you know, Hoop Mag as well on Twitter. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. You, you know, we, we talk, you know, chop it up about hoops. I'm a little bit older. I think I'm about 15 years older than her. So, excuse me, older than him. So, you know, I guess I come from a slightly different perspective uh, in, in terms of how I approach, I guess, you know, analyzing the game or you know just appreciating the game mm-hmm. um so but yeah no but we've been you know i think we're on episode eight or nine together and you know so far so good he hasn't kicked me off the show yet so no complaints oh man yeah yeah very young and, you know episode eight nine i'm on episode like 250 over here bro yeah look i, I know because <laughs> i what this is what year three or four maybe even five that i've been coming five. on with you i yeah. believe it yeah man me and you go way back <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So you know NBA is coming up. You know I can't wait for that. I know you can't wait for that either. Um, you know I think we got a week and a half left before everything is for real. We got a preseason going on, a lot of things to get to. But um, you know, real quick, man. You know, you used to cover the Lakers for LakersNation.com, and it's a different oh, yeah. Lakers team than before you left than what it is now. Um, LeBron James is there. Uh, Lance Stevenson is there. JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo is there. Michael Beasley, uh, pretty much the same of the core young guys outside of uh, uh, Julius Randle, who's now with the Pelicans. Seen a few preseason games. LeBron's not really playing much. And you, you know, you don't expect him to play forty plus in the preseason. But uh, shit gets real in a week and a half. Uh, people will say Western Conference Finals. People will say playoffs. People say first round, you know, depending if they stay the same, kind of like five questions in one. One, um, what did you make of LeBron coming to L.A.? Were you really that shocked or surprised about it? And two, um, the, the, the realistic expectations of this Lakers team this year. 
Well, I mean, look, I've been covering the team, what, I think like six years now. I saw the end of Kobe and Powell. I saw, you know, and, and obviously you know, you know, that, that didn't go all that well. I saw the end of, you know, the end of Kobe's you know, career. I saw the, you know, the last couple of years where they were really down. And, you know, look, it's been, if I'm not mistaken, six years since they won a playoff game. You know, either six or seven. Well, you know, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so going full circle with this, you know, with this team and then now, uh, you know, and, and I mentioned all of that to say I also saw year after year after year where they struck out in free agency where they sure. they had their best laid plans. And it it seemed like, oh, you know, they're going to get this guy. Or they're going to get that guy. And for it not to work out uh, you know, to where we are now, I wouldn't say that I was shocked. But, I, you know, I, it, it, it even though I could see the path where it could take place, I was still surprised. Um, obviously, it's a different ball game now. You, you bring in a guy like LeBron James. Uh, you know, regardless of you know, the, the, all of the other veterans that they brought in to surround that young core that you just mentioned, uh, you know, the, the stakes are a lot higher. Uh, it, you, you, you're you not going to catch up. You're not going to sneak up on anybody as, you know, they, as some would tell you that they did last year, you know, on the way to 35 wins. Um, you know, so for me, it's just a matter of uh, obviously, you know, you know, LeBron is going to be LeBron until he's simply not. But for, you know, for the meantime, it's a matter of how much growth do you expect out of Brandon Ingram? Can Lonzo Ball take that next step? Can he first of all can he stay healthy and be on the court and take that next step? Can Kyle Kuzma move forward, become a more complete player, show more than just the you know smoothness on offense that he showed last year? Um, I don't know realistically if 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 that can be you know determined right now, but I would say it would surprise me if they're not at very at the very least a playoff team, even even though the Western Conference is extremely deep and continues to even you know seem deeper by the year. Yeah, I think for me, you know, when LeBron chose L.A., you know, he, he's he's been in the Eastern Conference for so long for his entire career. And, you know, not only going to the West, you know, before he made the jump to L.A., I, I thought it would be Houston. You know, him, yeah. Chris Paul, James Harden, now they have Melo over there. But uh, I think he really took a, a big-time leap of faith to go to L.A. It, you know, it's not like he went to a team that was – already playoff bound and or championship mm-hmm. ready um like you know even when he went to miami they weren't you know they were in the playoffs they made the first round they but they got bumped in the first round but they weren't finals contenders so you know i think it's something different for all the fans to see him and, and how he nurtures the the young guys you know lonzo um josh hart ingram and i think you know when i'm when i see these preseason games when lebron goes out I'm like I'm I'm looking to be like I'm looking for like who's the who's like I know there's no other All Star on that roster. I mean I know I know Rondo made it, but there's there's, there's not a a a a a one B on the roster like you have with Kevin Love and Kyrie. But I'm looking to Brandon Ingram to be that guy that when LeBron goes on you know to the bench to carry the scoring load because outside of those two. I'm like, who's going to be putting the ball in the basket for this team? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kuzma is definitely a guy that can also, you know, aid or assist with the scoring load. Um, I know people laugh at the idea, but, you know, a guy like Michael Beasley, you know, you're expecting him to come off the bench, you know, Given the year that he had last year and even the year prior to that, you know, maybe provide double digits. But, you know, you're exactly right in terms of a one, a one A or a one B or a second guy. It's going to have to be. And this is just my opinion. I think it's going to have to be Brandon Ingram. 
Um, yeah. You and I, like you know that I've been high on him even in his rookie year when it like if for those people that didn't watch the games and just saw the numbers, uh, I was I, I was that guy still saying no 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 that guy is going to be special. In fact, I'm not, I, I'm sure you remember it last year when we talked when we were he- when he was heading into year two. I was like trust me on this he's going to be one of the better two way guys in the league at his position in a few years. Well, I stand by it. I'm not just saying it, you know, like I'm not just going to ride the, you know, ride the wave. I think Brandon Ingram can be that guy. In fact, I'll go ahead and I'll say it. I've said it on my, I've said it on our show. Uh, I've said it on, you know, other appearances. I think Brandon Ingram's going to be in the running for the most improved player in the league this year. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think so too, because I think he, you know, maybe 20 a game between 18, 17, 20 a game, you know, with, with, uh, even with, even with LeBron on the floor, I think it's a very interesting dynamic just seeing LeBron, in, you know, Jabari, seeing LeBron in purple and gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, we see, we see him in the wine and gold, in the black, white, and red in Miami, but seeing him, <coughs> West Coast, and Magic is there, Rob Palenka is there, and Staples Center, and it's just a different look, a different vibe, and, and a different feel that uh, I, I'm cool with as an NBA fan, and you know, now he gets to see the Warriors four times a year, the Rockets four times a year. There's, there's no more Milwaukee Bucks than the Pistons and Atlanta Hawks for him. So the San road, Antonio. San Antonio, yep. OKC, okay, um, yep. Utah, Portland is so, you know, when when people say L.A. is going to make the playoffs, I'm, I'm, okay, I give you that. But um, if, if they stay the same, Jabari, or they add somebody – uh, by the trade deadline, do you still feel they could be between the five and eight range, or do you think they, they, they they're that good right now to be in the top four range, or is, is that going you know is that jumping the gun real quick? I think it's jumping the gun to automate you know like to 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 expect them to be a top four seed, even though I did say um, and and I, and I stand by it. If all goes well, and though, and, and and obviously it's, it's going to take all of those things that I said, you know, Brandon Ingram stepping into that number two spot, and mm-hmm. you know, a couple of the other guys continuing to, you know, uh, you know, show progress and, and take leaps, and all of the vets in order to work out. Now we all we already know that doesn't always happen, and and oftentimes, you know, we can't just rely upon it being the best case scenario. But if we're talking best case scenario, I do think a you know, four, you know, three, four, five, six type seed is there. Worst case scenario, they struggle. They you know they're they, they're slow out of the gate and they need to really turn it on down the stretch. I do. Th- I still think that they can be somewhere in that five to eight range. I don't think it's unrealistic you know, or, or, you know, or, or jumping again to expect them to be a playoff team. But at this very moment, it is a little bit uh, asking a bit much to you know presume that they'll be a top four seed. What do you make of the other additions aside from LeBron, uh, Lance, Rondo, McGee, Beasley? Is there a guy or guys you feel from that? Um, for core four, that can be very you know intricate to the offense, and or maybe a guy they they sign and you were like, hmm, really? Did they 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 sign him? Well, I can actually give you both of those. One, I think Rondo is going to be a much better fit than some people may have thought initially. You know, you, I, you saw the reaction of, oh man, you know, Rondo, you know, you know, going into another locker room and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize his checkered past, but I, I'll be honest with you, those locker rooms 
they didn't have LeBron James in them. You know, those rosters, they didn't have LeBron James on them. So I look at Rondo as a great fit, specifically because of so many of the things that Lonzo or that you're going to ask Lonzo to do when he's in there. Rondo can also provide. So for one, in the event that Lonzo's, you know, up in and out, in and out of the lineup, you know, you have a you have a very comparable player there. But also, even when even when Lonzo is there, when he comes out of the game, there's no drop off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that was a very good pickup. Um, The Lance one, I'll be honest. Look. I like I, I appreciate and I'm entertained by Lance as much as everybody else. Um, but worst case scenario, if that doesn't go well, it's a one year deal that they can get out of very easily. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Beasley. Well, you know, like in a in best case scenario situation, he comes off the bench, he scores, you know, double, he gets you double digit points, he gives you a couple games a year where you know all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, what got into Michael Beasley? You know, same type of deal for Lance Stevenson. But I'm not really expecting all that much, you know, you know, from them. Uh, we basically they're they're gravy on top of a good meal when they play well okay awesome when they don't if you're if you're expecting or relying upon them to be main contributors you're probably not going to be that great of a team to begin with so uh you know the better of the of the signings in my opinion was rondo um us you know but one that may be a surprise to everybody javel mcgee look i recognize he's been on shacked and a fool he's you know he's we, look i've been i have enjoyed all of those jokes and all of the memes and all of that stuff as much as anybody else mm-hmm. but javel mcgee can play quality minutes i you know we watched him do it for a finals team for these last couple of years and you know what i'm not expecting him to be a world beater but i do expect him to put some positive you know put some positive play out there for these young lakers no, I, I, I hear that. And, you know, hopefully one day me and you, Jabari, can go to work, clock in, clock out, and then take a, 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 a helicopter back home like LeBron did earlier in the week. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would be very nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, you know these media people were making a big thing about it. I'm like, you know, LeBron has the money to do it. Kobe did it. So what? Um <laughs> I, it, quickly on that, yeah. Folks like to make big deals out of stuff, you know. Simply, you know, simply to do that. Of course, we all look. If we have the opportunity to do certain things, we would do it as well. Mm. Like it's, it's not to me like stuff like that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, um, you know, to to be a big threat to the Warriors, man. The Warriors that get the Marcus Cousins <laughs> just kind of handed to them um, back in July. You know the Rockets made made a few moves. Um, as it pertains to the Western Conference only, who's the biggest threat to the Warriors? Is, is it still Houston? Is it anybody else? I I really don't think the Lakers are a threat to them unless they they they, you know, get an All Star in February with the way yeah. they're currently constructed. I still think it's Houston. Um, do you still feel the same about the Rockets that they're the biggest threat to the Warriors uh, for their three peak chase? I think you know, like it, it, it could be a combination of things. One, look, we we know if the Warriors are healthy, and that's a big if. But if the Warriors are healthy, it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. If they're not, if you know, like if you have a situation where remember last year in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. you had Iguodala out at the beginning at the beginning of it. You had you know a couple of the other guys were a little bit slowed, and then all of a sudden they were down a game and down big. You know, like in, in a potential elimination in a potential elimination game. Um, uh, so look, anything is possible in, in terms of, you know, in, in, in terms of athletics when it comes to overall team health, but if they're healthy, honestly, you know, maybe Houston, 
Uh, Utah, don't sleep on them. Don't you know? Like we, we absolutely should not think that was a fluke year last year. I think that they'll be right there again as a top four seed once again in you know in, in an ever tough Western Conference. And honestly, as crazy as it may sound, I think OKC. It, 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 a lot of it will depend upon you know how long Roberson is is out of the lineup. But if they can stay healthy, I think they are another team that might surprise some teams this year, specifically because I think it's a better roster now with Carmelo Anthony not on it now. And keep in mind, I'm a Carmelo guy. It's not that I. It's not that I'm not hating on him or anything like that. I just didn't think that was ever going to be a good fit. So, um, you know, I guess all of that to say, you know, if if Golden State's healthy, it's really not going to matter. But if you're really looking for you know competitors out there, I think those three or four teams are are, are the realistic you know best options that we got. So you feel Melo is a better fit with. Harden and Chris Paul then with Russell and Paul George, right? Yes, I do. One, uh, you know, one, those guys actually want to play. You know, it seemed like they would want to play with him, especially, you know, when you look at the Chris Paul situation, too. I think it's also better because, look, this, you know, we're a few years removed from Melo having a positive impact out there on the court now. Last year, it was still a matter of, you know, he, you know when he was when he was even mentioned that he would come off the bench, it was like, hey, oh, who me? And, you know, like, you know, all, all of that laughing. <laughs> Look, while I understand his pride, I feel like now, even if he wouldn't publicly acknowledge it, he recognizes, yes, you are. If you want to be, you know, if, if you want to be on good teams at this stage in your career, you're going to have to fit in. You're going to have to find your role and you're going to have to play that role. Again, he may not like it, but I don't think we're going to have those who me moments anymore. At least I hope not for his sake, because I'd like to see I'd like to see some positivity, you know, at the back end of, of Melo's career. Did the Rockets get better? Um, I know, you know they they lost Ariza, Bahamute, uh, maybe a few other guys that, that I can't recall right now. But they they do get Carmelo Anthony. Um, do you feel like they got better? They got worse? They kind of stay the same? What do you think? I think they got. I mean, I think it's it's very easy to see to see that they got worse defensively. As you know, they mentioned they uh, they lost those two guys. If I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> they also lost Coach Bezdelic, who had been their kind of like defensive coordinator of mm, sorts, yeah. you know, over these last couple of years. Uh, I could be wrong on that one, but I, I I think they lost him as well. I think he moved on. Um, all of that to say, uh, it, it's very clear to me that they're banking on a, on the offensive end. You know, like when you bring in Mel, like okay, when you miss twenty-seven straight three-pointers as they famously did down the stretch of that you know Western Conference Finals last year, and your reaction is to you know let Ariza walk and you know to let you know uh, Mute go, and then you bring in a Carmelo Anthony, it's obvious to me you're saying, well, you know what, if we had just knocked down another shot or two, we could have gotten him. So I don't want to say that they got worse, but I will say they're really, really going to have to rely upon outscoring the you know teams you know once again. And you know, for my taste, you know that I would much prefer I would have much preferred seeing them hold on to some of those defensive wings. Yeah, I, I think man, like everybody would would agree that you know they they were one injury away from really you know, going to the finals and we, we may not even be talking about the Warriors winning two out of the last three and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chris Paul goes down and they, they lose game six, game seven um, on their home floor and I don't know, man. I, I really feel like if the Rock, my thing is if the Rockets go into the finals, you know, would it have changed much for the Warriors? Probably not so much. Would it have changed much for the Cavaliers? Maybe LeBron, 
you know, would have gotten to the finals and beat the Rockets. And, you know, LeBron would, would still be a Cavalier today. But I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big time domino effect for them, for them not getting, not closing the deal because of that one injury. Yeah, no, I mean, so, you know, you look back in the history of the NBA, and I, I, I imagine if you look at all the all the championships, if this would have happened, this you know what I'm saying, like and you go through it. But you're exactly right. Um, one thing I also will mention about the Rockets' chances this year, I did you know, and it's funny because look, we've all laughed at this you know at this guy's expense for a while you know uh, you know for a few years as well. But I like the addition of Brandon Knight specifically, not because I expect him to be a world beater, but because. If they use him properly and specifically in order to spell Chris Paul throughout the year, I at least think that you're going to have a much better opportunity to have a healthier Chris Paul and a healthier James Harden. They've got to do something about the the usage rate of the of their main guys. So I'm hoping that the added depth in the backcourt can at least make it so that we get a fresher, you know, uh, you know, you know backcourt duo, uh, you know, as we're coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you did mention Knight. The, uh, there's Melo, MCW, Marquise Chris. So yep. the, you know, they, they lost some guys, but they, they tried to replace him. So, you know, um, I, I think it, it, it remains to be seen how, how tough they will be come playoff time. Uh, would they win 60, like 60-plus uh, like, like they did last year? I don't know. Um, but I think if you're, go- if you're going to dethrone the Warriors somehow, some way, especially when DeMarcus comes back in, in like April or May, um, any team needs to have the home court advantage in the playoffs. If not, then you're looking at at, at, at a three peat. Yeah, man. Like like I said, man. It, if if the Warriors are healthy, and I know this is not sexy, and I know this is boring to a lot of people because you know, anytime you have like that that gauntlet team out there, you know, sooner or later that story gets old. But if the Warriors are healthy, they gonna win, man. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. It, it just is. Who are for both the you know I'll, I'll I'll get to the east in a second, but as far as the west, who are some sleeper teams that fans need to pay attention to, and are there teams or is there a team that made the playoffs last year but can kind of be on the outside looking in this year? In the West, sleeper team straight out is going to be Denver. I mean, it's not really a sleeper team. They were one game away from making the playoffs last year. They ended yeah. up losing them the last game of the season. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you know, we see how that worked out. Uh, but with a healthy Jokic, with Jamal Murray, you know, you know, you know, taking a step forward with all of those guys, uh, with a healthy Millsap, I think they're, you know, I think they very easily could be a, you know, one of the upper seeds this year. Uh, one of the teams that I could see falling off, to be honest with you, is the Portland Trailblazers, and I hate to say that because I love Damian Lillard, but I could absolutely see that being, you know, that, them being a team that all of a sudden uh, isn't quite where they were, you know, over these last couple of years. Yeah, I mean they were they were a three seed last year. I mean, do we do we see them being a third uh, seed this year? Probably not. Playoff team, no. I think so. If it were up to me, you know, Minnesota with this whole Jimmy Butler uh, saga going on, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised he's still on the roster. Uh, reports say that he was gonna, you know, still play even though he, you know, he that he may not be traded. They're trying to get him to Miami. It seems like Minnesota can't find a team to trade for him. Um, what do you make of this whole Jimmy Butler uh, scenario? 
Yeah, like you, I would have kind of expected him to, to do something at, by this stage as well. But to be completely honest with you, part of me wonders how could it have gotten to a couple game, a couple of days before the start of the of, of training camp mm-hmm. to you know to to you know that request being made. So what it makes me think is. You know, like as as an organization, did you just not have your pulse on this? Did you not understand, or did you go into the summer knowing that this was the case, thinking, "Oh, well, cooler heads will prevail." Either way, it's a you know, honestly, either way, it's an indictment of that front office. It's an indictment of that organization. Um, Tom Tibbet, look, I, I've I've been on record many times of saying you can't have somebody be the president of basketball operations, you know, and the de facto GM as well as a coach. For one, both you know both positions are completely you know, like you know they they they're hard enough and more difficult they're difficult enough to where you should have respect for each individually. And two, they also don't always you know like both guys can't be working at the same you know like you know for the same thing at the same exact time. One guy's worried about the product that he's putting out on the court right here and right now, and the other guy is thinking about the bottom you know like the bottom line and the bigger picture. Anyhow, all of that to say, I think it's like I said, I think it's an indictment of Thibodeau. I think. Uh, I think the owner, you know, he's going to have to make some difficult decisions moving forward. But if Tom Thibodeau ultimately is, is in a position where he's just not willing to accept that he's going to have to move on from this guy, uh, you know what? I, I think that that entire experiment could be over, you know, you know, this year, depending upon how things go. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, you know, let's let's fantasy book this. Uh, we're taping this on October 7th. This season starts uh, October 16th, 17th time. Is Jimmy will Jimmy Butler still be a Minnesota Timberwolf by the time we start the season? Uh, the this, this season, or do you think he'll be dealt by then? I think he should be, but you know, honestly, you know, given how things are going, especially you, you kind of alluded to it, they can't find a partner or like or whatever the case may be. If you're an opposing team, why would you give up a favorable package? You know, for for Jimmy Butler. So if ultimately they you know they just can't find a deal, they may have painted themselves into a corner where you know they'd have a disgruntled star that they're going to end up having to give up for pennies on the dollar. If if not, you know, face the you know face the opportunity of losing him for absolutely nothing at the end of the year. I mean, how how awkward is that going to be? Where you know, let's say he is still on the roster for their for their opening night, and you know the people that we keep hearing that he may not like or may not have respect for whatever his, whatever the case may be like Towns and Wiggins and maybe even Thibodeau and he comes out there in a T-Wolf uniform and like hey alright let, let, let's do this I think it'd be kind of awkward or very awkward for him and the mm-hmm. other players to kind of get along like you know maybe you're not really with us you know you, you, you wanted to leave you're still here but how how loyal or how focused are you still going to be knowing that you really don't want to be here? Yeah, once they let it get to the point where you've got players actively taking shots at each other through the media, through social media, you know, once you're at that point, it almost feels like this is a situation where the toothpaste is out of the tube. You know what I'm saying? You can't get that back in there. Now, look, we've seen situations before where teams were able to figure it out, where they had strong leadership you know, at the top and they were able to kind of, you know, you know, figure it out at least enough to come together and, you know, and, and just play, play through difficult situations. Perfect example. Remember last year with the Bulls, we we started the year off, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Bobby Portis and Miritich, you know, getting into a knockdown drag out where yeah. you know, 
where Miritich was out for, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at, at least a couple weeks because, you know, because of a jaw injury or a facial injury. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, and, but they were able to figure that out. Now, ultimately, he was moved, but that wasn't for like, you know, 45 games you know, down the road. This is a little bit different because you're, you're you're involving a you know an individual that you wanted to be a pillar of the franchise versus the other two young pillars of the franchise. So look, ultimately, uh, I, I I I'll never say never, but if I'm the if I'm the T Wolves, I've you know I'm doing whatever it takes to go ahead and move on from this situation. And uh, uh, you know what? Even further on the ultimately side, if ultimately that means moving on from the entire situation altogether and 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 moving on from you know from you know from Thibodeau at the end of the year, you know so be it. Because you know this right here, this is just unacceptable. I think as of right now, it was supposed to be Minnesota, Miami, Jimmy Butler, Josh Rich. Uh, Richardson, Bam out of Bayou, and it seems like Minnesota is probably asking for a little bit too much, and Miami is kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe we really don't want him here. But I know, you know, the 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 destinations were originally New York, uh, Clippers, uh, Brooklyn, which I don't know why he would want to go there, Um, (laughs) and then now it changed to Miami, and now they're trying to get him to Miami, but now they're asking for too much and. Um, I don't know. I think it's a very tricky situa- uh, situation, but I think Minnesota will be good if they uh, lose Butler because now they have Luol Deng. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where are they going with this? <laughs> the Timber Bulls, Jabari, the Timber Bulls, man. They got Derrick Rose. They got Butler. They got Todd Gibson. They, 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 they might get Noah if New York Shout cuts him. 2010. It's crazy, man. And Tom Shout Thibodeau. 2010, man. Oh man! I mean, if that roster was 2010, sure they'll be very good. But oh, they'd be incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, but this is 2018, man. Signing signing Luol Deng is not really going to get you over the hump nowadays. Yeah, that ain't it. <laughs> As the kids say, that ain't it. Well, that is not <laughs> it. Um, speaking of New York Eastern Conference, I'm very upset at the fact that you know I I, I would love to have Kyrie Irving here. Um, st- we still might have a, might have a shot, but he did say recently that you know he plans on re-signing with Boston if if they want him. Um, and I think it, it it's a very good, great situation for him. You know, playoffs, yes. Uh, finals possibilities, yes. Very young roster w- with that Boston Celtic team. Do I see him in New York? Maybe not, but. He kind of deflated my hopes, Jabari. You know, you know me. I'm a big Nick fan, and anybody who I says, know. you know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, I, I want them all here, but sometimes you just gotta set up with what you have. And I like what the Knicks are doing. Very young roster. Porzingis ain't playing until maybe next year with the ACL injury. Um, real quick with with Kyrie, um, I, I think all signs point to toward uh, toward him staying with with Boston, right? You know that the funniest thing about that is yes, and and you know prior to him coming out the other day and saying like I'm planning on re-signing, when he did that interview where if I'm not mistaken, I think Gordon Hayward was a part of it, and it might have even been Rachel Nichols or or someone along those lines, and he said I would be crazy to leave here, you know, you know we're going to be so good this that yeah. and the other. To me, what's funny about that is that sounded like a guy that was trying to convince himself of you know what is very obvious. You know what I'm saying? He came out and he was far more definitive now. I, I look, 
maybe it's because I'm always here for the petty and I'm always here for, you know, uh, upheaval and I'm always here for people being upset. Yeah. I still want, I, part of me is still holding out hope that he does, you know, uh, give New York a serious consideration, some serious consideration in the offseason or that, you know, Kevin Durant or somebody like that does, you know, give them a serious look. I have no idea, you know, if that's, if that's a realistic expectation, but you know what? You know, I'm also here for being entertained over the summer, so I'm here for it. Um, if I'm Kyrie, I stay in Boston. Now, yeah, and, and I, I say all of that to say that, you know, because, you, you know, as you just mentioned, they've got a great blend of, of young talent, actual established veterans. Uh, you know, they they they, they kind of have a you know they they've got a positionless thing going because they've got so many wings. You know, there there's a lot of you know the future's really bright there. Just yeah, I, you know, I, even I, saying that, I still want him to leave. I think it'll have to be a catastrophic meltdown by Boston in yeah. order for him to really be like, you know what? Thanks, but I'm gonna go to New York, and you know, uh, we also hear Kevin Durant might be in the mix. For New York, so you know, you know me, you know I take Kyrie, I take Kevin Durant. I think, you know, same, same, same with KD. Is like, how are you gonna leave this Warriors team that might win a three P, and you can walk away with three championships? And you know, don't you want more? Like, why would you leave them to go to New York? And you know, there's still many questions involved with the Knicks, and you know, even with the East kind of being wide open, there's no guarantee. You know, you got Boston, Toronto. Um, Philadelphia is, is going to be in there for, for many years to come, and there's no guarantee. But right now, the Warriors are a guarantee. The Boston is a guarantee. Are, are we on a collision course where we have the Warriors, but now instead of the Cavaliers for four years in a row, we're going to get Boston and and and, and Golden State now? It certainly seems that way. Like anything could happen. And Toronto, they may be one of the best defensive teams out there, you know, given the fact that they got all those wings that can defend and switch. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing how comfortable, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, Kawhi is um, and, and seeing what they can do. Um, you can't sleep on Philly. Uh, I do think they're going to miss guys like Bellinelli and, you know, Ilyasova and some of those guys that. Yeah, uh, you know, contributed you know major things to them down the stretch you know last year. But if they can, if those other young guys can take a step forward, and you know, and Embiid can you know can stay healthy, and you know, you just never know. Um, all of that to say, again, Boston is still the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. So if they can stay healthy, I'd love to see a great you know Eastern Conference Finals or playoffs throughout, but especially the finals. And I still would expect them. I, I would expect right now to see them in the finals. So who are some sleeper teams in the Eastern Conference? And, and, and a team that was in the playoff last year but could be on the outside looking in this year? Sleeper team for me in the East right now is Milwaukee. Um, I love you know, I, I love the switch at, at the coach. You know, at, at the coach. Um, I'm interested in seeing you know uh, if, if Giannis can take that next step. Uh, they moved on from Jabari Parker. I'm intrigued to see, obviously, what, you know, what he can do you know, going back home uh, and, play, and playing in Chicago. But on the Milwaukee side, I do think that they're going to be a team where we've been all kind of waiting for them to take the next step these last couple of years. I think they're going to take that step this year. I don't know what that's going to even out to. I don't know if it's if that means you know, a conference finals berth or anything you know, you know, quite that extreme you know, uh, uh, just yet. But I do think that they're going to be a sleeper team. In terms of a team that, let's see, that made it, that uh, that may or may not make it this year um well i i i'll I'll do another one on the positive side i think indiana i absolutely do not think that was a fluke last year i think they're going to take another step forward and could be uh it could possibly be a top five seed 
uh, you know, top four or five seed, you know, this year. But in terms of like not making it, I mean, it, you know, the Eastern Conference is fluid. I'm not one of those guys that like rags on it and says it's absolutely terrible because it's not quite as bad, uh, you know, like or as, as it has been in, in years past. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, those lower teams, it, it's really difficult to say, you know, which of those teams is going to show up and, you know, or simply be healthier, uh, you know, this year than the others. Help me, man. Try to convince me why Kevin Durant w- would want to be a New York Knicks next year. Help me, please. <sighs> okay. Give me so, some insight. <laughs> so so say, there's a, say there's a scenario where he wins his third consecutive you know, the title, he wins his third consecutive you know, finals MVP, and you still ha- and there's still an over, you know, there's still a, a feeling of, well, you know, yeah, you know, you're, you're on the greatest team that this, the league has seen in a long time and, you know, perhaps even ever. So, of course, you're doing that. Maybe he sees himself as, okay, I've got enough in the bank in terms of my, you know, Hall of Fame career. Let me go out and do something for me now. I'm not saying that I, I think that's realistic because if I'm Kevin Durant, there's no chance in the world I'm leaving that situation. But maybe he's a guy that, you know, that that matters to. I think at the very least he's shown he's a guy that worries or concerns himself with the opinions of others. I think it, you know, and, and it's not being unfair to him by, by pointing this out. Anytime you've got burner accounts, anytime you, you know, you go back and forth in the way that he goes back and forth. And anytime you concern yourself with like, you know, the, the, the public narrative, you know, given how great he is. I think it's you know I think there's always a chance that he you know that 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 type of pressure and that type of scrutiny will get to him. So maybe that'll do it for you. I, mean, I know that wasn't much of a sell job, but that's really all I got for you. Listen, man, unless the Warriors don't win a title or don't get to the finals or something drastic happens, um, you know what I see with the Knicks now. They're they're young. Um, our best player ain't playing until probably next year with the injury. We did draft Kevin Knox. I, I like I like his game so far. We still got a young center in uh, in Cantor, young guard in, in Hardaway Jr., uh, more young guards in Trey Burke and, and Moutier uh, and, and, and Frank Nilakina. Um, I mean, it just, you know, I think it, it, it just looks different. A brand-new head coach with David Fisdale, no more Phil Jackson bullshit, no more Jeff Hornacek stuff, no more Kurt Rambis, no more of the other nonsense that was hovering over New York for the past couple of years. It, it, you know, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, it feels like a whole new uh, regime over there. But if we can get one more guy, one more star – in the Eastern Conference with with the Knicks and a healthy Porzingis next year, maybe we could crack top four with Philadelphia, Boston, and Toronto. But right now, I think it's just, um, you know, do I see playoffs? Probably not. You're probably going to have, like you said, Milwaukee's going to be in the mix. Indiana, Philly, Boston, Toronto, that's five already. I'm trying to think who else in the East that could probably, Miami maybe. I, don't, I, know yeah, I think last Miami's going to be there. I think they'll be in that conversation. Um, Detroit? Um, Detroit in the mix? Detroit, I mean, Detroit's right there on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you got an awful lot of talent on that team, but I'm not sure. No, I, I, why am I being nice? It doesn't fit. Um, <laughs> so so uh, another situation where you've got you know a guy that had been doing a dual role, you know, uh, I, I never think it's a great idea. Um, so we'll see what they can do with that roster moving forward. Um 
I'm I'm intrigued by Orlando, but I have no I have absolutely zero expectations for them um, because I you know I I jokingly said the other day I'm off that dope. Uh, I, I I was hoping for Orlando these last like four or five years. You know mm-hmm. they, they amass all of these young guys only to see them move on to other teams and you know become you know either become great or at least show that they you know they can play the game you know uh, to an ability uh, greater than what they showed you know during their time in Orlando. Um, but look, I mean, you know, if you're the Knicks and you're, you know, and you're, you know, you're one of those teams, even though Porzingis is going to be out for a long period of time, if you can somehow hover around 500 and do that for, you know, the first 20 or so games, you just never know. Now, I'm not trying to put out fault, you know, false hope to, you know, you know, to your fellow Knicks fans, but I will say mm-hmm. in an Eastern conference, well, again, it's not weak, but it's, you know, it, it's still open on the, in the, on the bottom half. Nothing is impossible, at least going into the season. So I would say, and I'd do it for the West too, Boston, Philly, Toronto, Washington, Milwaukee, Detroit, Indiana, what, Miami? I think, so. I think, I think Miami is, is in that conversation, yeah. Unless the Knicks shock the shit out of us, <laughs> maybe. They could be in that 9-10 nine, nine, range, but... I think Boston, Philly, Toronto, Wizards, Bucks, Detroit, Indiana, Miami, and the West will have Golden State, Houston, OKC, let's say Portland, Utah, that's five, New Orleans. Yeah, I think New Orleans is is still in that conversation. Anytime you have Anthony Davis, you, you absolutely have to be in that conversation. Denver? Yes. I already told you, I think Portland might be one of those teams that, you know, was all the way up to a three seed last season mm. and might not even be in that mix. And what, L.A., Lakers? I do think the Lakers are going to be there. Yeah. So we don't have we don't have Minnesota. Yeah, they're, they're, they're right there in that same mix. Look, mm. we also didn't mention San Antonio. They're, they're all they're, <laughs> look, the West. Wow. The West is nasty, man. The wow. West is nasty. <laughs> One look, no. think about it like this: of the of all the, the the last five teams that we mentioned, there's a good chance that at least two of them don't make the playoffs. Yo, how I forgot the Spurs. I mean, I know that there's no. I mean, well, listen, there's no Kawhi, there's no Tony Parker, there's no Ginobili. So maybe there's a reason why I, I forgot about them. I know they got DeRozan now in that trade for Kawhi, but uh, still, I mean, they got Murray there. They got a, a lot of young guys still there. Um, for, for me yeah. to forget about San Antonio was like wow, like so ten teams in the mix for the Western. We got probably nine to ten, nine for the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, that's that's what I would imagine. I mean, and again, you never know. There's always a shocker team. Maybe Memphis somehow, you know, Marcus All and Conley and those guys are healthy, and and and, and you know, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is is a stud at this level, and mm-hmm. and they're even in the mix. You um. Know. Which which rookie or rookies are you looking most forward to watching uh, this year? Uh, well, I predicted that we're going to have co rookie of the years again. I think you know Luka Doncic is going to be in the conversation the entire year. Uh, I I'm, but it is, as funny as it is, as much as the league has has transitioned and as you know as as skeptical as I was. You know, maybe you know six months ago at this point, I think DeAndre Ayton is also going to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rookies out there that are going to be fun, like Trey Young. I'm intrigued to see what they can do with him there in Atlanta. Yeah. You don't make that you don't make that move unless you're planning on absolutely utilizing him at you 
as a weapon. But I'm intrigued to, you know, to see you know how his body holds up, uh, what he looks like as a defender and as a playmaker at this position, and just how to, how overall they utilize him. Um, but uh, no, I, I think Luka Doncic and uh, and DeAndre Aiden, I think those are going to be uh, you know. Two of the main guys, but really, there's a ton of them out there. Like I, like I just mentioned, you know, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank, but <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Knox, Knox, man, Kevin, Kevin Knox. Knox. Hold on, I got you, Kevin Knox. There you I'm go. Looking, definitely looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, there, no, there's a bunch of young guys out there, man. And as much as you know, it may disappoint people. You know, you know, for us to be kind of have a consensus that the Warriors are going to be the guys at the end of the at the end of the road. There are still a lot of fun storylines. There's a lot of different, you know, a lot of different, you know, uh, you know, players that are in transition, teams that are in transition, coaches in new in new situations. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that still enjoy about the about the season. What would be what would we be talking about today if somehow, some way, Kawhi and Paul George? would have ended up with the Lakers like, like LeBron. We would be saying, let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you already know. I mean, we would be saying, let's go. Let's see yeah. what we got here. Uh, but, it, you know, it, that, that didn't work out. So <laughs> I, I got to find other storylines in order to keep you know, the, the, to, keep, to keep up with and to entertain myself I mean, with. Did that, did that surprise you? I, again, I, I think more so because Kawhi had to be, you know, put in a trade. I kind of get that. But poor George, you know, we, we thought last year, that yep. he'll be in OKC, ride it out, and then go to LA the following year. But he stayed. You know, he, he was the first domino to go in the offseason in free agency, and he decided to stay. Um, I mean, were I, you shocked about that? I, I, I'll admit, I was a little bit surprised by that. And the reason why I was surprised was because they didn't. He didn't even like. He didn't even give him a, a meeting. And you know what? I'm not yeah. saying like. I'm not saying you got to kiss the ring or anything like that, but. If I'm a basketball player, I would at least want to talk to Magic Johnson and see what he's, you know, see what he's got to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Um, what ultimately I looked at it, I said, he didn't, you know, you know, he, he can say, like, I didn't like that they didn't trade for me and all that. I think he's more comfortable playing that role in that city than he would have been ultimately playing in Los Angeles. So one thing I will say is, and, and Laker fans are guilty, you know, LA, every fan base is guilty of this, but like everybody wants to say like, oh, well, Paul George is from LA. Mm. Let me just make this very clear. He's from the LA area. There are There is a huge difference. Like the area where he's from, Palmdale, I'm not exaggerating when I say it, it's a lot closer to OKC, I'm talking in terms of lifestyle, than LA. So as much you know, so you know, as much as it might it might have been like a you know like a dream or like you know sounded fun you know you know going and playing in the quote unquote hometown colors and all of that, it makes it actually makes sense to me, especially because we saw last year he was comfortable playing alongside Russ. So yes, I was surprised, but when you stop and think about it, I think it makes sense. What's going to make Kawhi leave or stay with the Raptors? Oh man, I mean that's trying to get into the mind of Kawhi, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's tough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I would imagine if they have a good run and he's comfortable with his teammates and he and you know, uh, um, uh, I almost said Kyrie, my man, um, the point guard, Lowry. Lowry. Thank you, Kyle Lowry. If he and Kyle Lowry can, you know, strike up a friendship or, or at least a kinship out there on the court, maybe that makes him stay because it isn't. Look, as much as you know, as much as you know, we're talking about Boston and, and Philly and you know maybe a couple other teams, they, you know, there's there's still room you know for that Eastern Conference to be had. Um, 
But, you know, say he doesn't like it or say, you know, they're a second round out and, you know, it's miserable there in, you know, in, in April, in, you know, in in March and April in, you know, in Toronto and it's freezing. And he decides, hey, you know what, mm. you know, they were nice. They brought me in. Everything was cool. But I still want to be able to, you know, make my own choice in terms of, you know, where, you know, where my future is or where the prime years of my career are played or spent. Right. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he makes that decision. You know, real quick, there, there was also somewhere online where I read that Kyrie was, you know, part one is him staying with Boston. Two, trying to talk to or lure Ann Davis to come with him to Boston. So, you know, let, let, let's fantasy book this real quick. In the event, Ann Davis leaves New Orleans. Do you see him with Boston? Do you see him with the Lakers? Or do you see him kind of staying with the Pelicans? Well, the conspiracy theorists will tell you that him signing with Clutch Sports is an indicator, at the very least, mm-hmm. that he would leave, that he would consider Los Angeles. I don't know if we can necessarily bank on that, but I will say there's definitely look any he he has the pick of the litter wherever if 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 Ant Davis decides hey I want to go to Boston they'll make the space they'll do whatever it takes in order to get him right. if he decides hey I want to come here I want to team up with LeBron on the back end of his you know the back end of his career and you know and 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 really take the mantle out in Los Angeles they'll do whatever it takes you know what I'm saying so I mean it, it it's tough to guess where you know you know where he would end up but I will say anywhere he wants to go they'll make that happen Last one I got for you, Jabari, man. You know, can can LeBron fans and Kobe fans get along in L.A.? Because it seems like ever since LeBron signed with the Lakers, it's been a lot of, you know, jealousy and hatred. And, and people think that, you know, fans and, and the media are going to forget about Kobe and his time with the Lakers, five championships, all the accolades. And now LeBron comes on board and we're just going to push Kobe to the side and kind of forget about him. Can, can Kobe fans and LeBron fans get along? I'll say this, man. Uh, the the biggest idiots in any group are generally the loudest ones because they don't know any better. So I, I believe me, I, I've seen the stories. I've seen the you know like when they were messing up the murals and doing all of that yeah. stuff. The you know when I say it's few and far between that are that type of dumb, I actually mean it. It's not take. I trust me. There are there are a ton of idiots in the in, you know in in the Los Angeles fan base. So I'm not saying like oh you know like it, it it doesn't really exist. Yes, it does. But I will say this: LeBron James gets out there, he starts winning some ball games. Even the biggest idiot would have to be you know you just got to be a moron. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like look, the reason why I always said this, and Randy, you know that I've always said this: one you know one player's greatness does not diminish or take away from another's, is because it's a it's crazy you know, like it's it's crazy to think that just because you think you know Kobe was great that you can't also acknowledge how great LeBron James has been throughout the course of his career mm-hmm. so there's always going to be those people that hold on and you know like they're insecure to the point where they you know like no 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 nobody can touch this player you know player X you know or whatever but ultimately once LeBron James is out there playing and I'm not talking about just preseason once you know once we're 30 games in or wherever and like we're back in the playoffs and we're you know having success again most of those people are going to fall in line because ultimately nobody likes cheering for a loser you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> like, you're right ultimately ain't nobody trying to ain't nobody trying to you know miss the playoffs for eight straight years or 10 straight years nah nah you know, it's crazy man social media can be can be good can be bad you see these things of the you know I wouldn't say Kobe fans they could act a little jealous 
you know, mm-hmm. Joe with LeBron and, and it, you know, Le- my thing is people would jump the gun and say, oh, is LeBron the greatest Laker of all time? And yeah. He, and he hasn't played one game yet. That's where <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, 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 I got to fall back and chill out. You know, but and I'm glad you mentioned that because it goes both ways. People are on the extremes in both ways. It's like, yo, let the man get in. Let's see what his career looks like before we start saying, you know, he's this and he pushes that guy down. Like, let's let let's at least let it play out. You're right. Uh, I mean, I am a fan of both. I love both. They're they're both in my top three of all time with with, with MJ. Um, I think it's very. This LeBron L.A. thing for four years is going to be cool. You know, you even had the reporter uh, a few weeks ago saying, how, how are you going to show your, your loyalty to the fan base? And <laughs> LeBron's like, me? Like, huh? Like, exactly. Like, fam, I, I signed four years here. Like, really? And and that's what, you know, maybe ain't shit going on in preseason where you got to ask that question. But, like, you're asking LeBron that question, like, and you were serious about it. It, it, yeah, I, I heard the question. It was absurd. Um, I I, look, I saw his reaction and I laughed because it's like in his mind, he's like, what more do I have to do? Exactly. Like, 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 really, at the end of the day, if and, and you know what, I'll, I'll leave it on this. At the end of the day, if you I'm speaking generally, if you're a person that thinks that LeBron James has to earn or, you know, earn your respect or your appreciation as a fan of, of the of the sport of basketball. Well, then you're a jackass. OK, some some guys are above that. Some guys have done enough and have enough you know goodwill in the bank uh, that it doesn't matter you know what jersey they put on. And LeBron James is one of those individuals. No, you're right, because, you know, not saying the reporter meant this, but you can kind of say she made it sound like, you know, you're, you're coming to L.A. who has been winning the last mm-hmm. four four championships, you know, now you're coming in, in, into our domain. How are you going to have the people's trust and loyalty? Like, you know, LA, you haven't won a playoff game in how long? You haven't won a championship in how long? So now I'm exactly. making I'm making your city, your team more relevant now. So you should be thanking me. It, exactly, exactly. Like I said, man, you it, you, you you talk to the real Lakers fans, you, you're, you know, folks that know what they're talking about. They all understand it. You know, again. It it finally back in the game and back in the conversation. You know, you know, for the last you know five, six, seven, eight years or however long, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been cute. It's been nice to say, hey, look, greatest organization and all of that. But they were not in a position to actually hold that claim. Right now, while they're not quite back, they're a heck of a lot closer. Yeah, and you know what? I was in I was in L.A. last month for a couple of days, and I did I did see those murals. Uh, it was very late at night, driving around and. And we drove by one block with oh shit that that's the Le- I thought that the LeBron when he's staring at the Magic and Worthy and the Staples and, and the Forum I thought that mural was messed up, but um I found it I found that one the Kobe mural so uh, when you see it online and then you see it in person it, it, it's a whole different feeling man it, when I, I I'm there in person I'm like holy shit like mm-hmm. like it felt weird man it, it felt really weird seeing that. Did you did you happen to go by Staples and 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 by the statues and everything? Staples statues. I I, 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 I drove by. I went to the Great Western Forum. I I never been around nice. there. I never been there. So it's like you you're getting the mix of the throwback and the mix of the current. You know. Dog, dog. I grew up going to the Forum. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I grew up going to games before with Staples. But uh, folks probably like, dude, how old is this dude? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked that, you know, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm kind of shocked that, that they did not do a preseason game at the Forum. Well, it's been it's been it's been like retrofitted for more um, musical performances now. Uh, okay. Right. So I'm sure they could convert it, but it would take actual convert you know converting of the you know, of the venue. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, then yeah, I got that new Ram Stadium like right down the oh, corner. Yeah. LA doing some big things, man. Lakers, the Rams, the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, it's about to. Hopefully, the Knicks can be on that same page, man. Shit. Hey man, I'm pulling for you. you. You know I'm not a hater when it comes to you know when it comes to you know the uh, the historic franchises. Nah, I, want, I want I want all of them to do well. You know it, man. Uh, the NBA is a lot better when you have Philly, Boston, LA, and New York all exactly pretty good or, or very good. Exactly. Um, Jabari, always a pleasure, my man. You can find Jabari Davis on Twitter at Jabari Davis. Jabari Davis NBA co-host of the Hot Takes and Shot Fakes podcast with Josh Eberly on Hoop Mag and Hoop. I mean, let, let me get it right, man. What's that web- website again? I wrote it down somewhere and I lost it. Hoop.nba.com. There you go. Hoop.nba.com. So you can find it out. They do it once a week. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Jabari, my man, always appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure, Randy, man. I, I like how... We get together about once a year. Hopefully this year we'll have something uh, a little bit more fun for both of our squads to talk about moving forward. Oh, definitely, man. Take it easy. Thank you. All right. All right.